just after after 10 o'clock. I'm going to throw us on the FM. I have my good friends from the Texas City Moore Memorial Public Library here in studio. We're going to be talking about everything that's going on as they are back at it again. We're back. They're live. Oh, so live. Yeah. Share We're open right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who's running the library? Lots of people. There's a, there's a team there. Yeah. All it's, right. It's burning down. Yeah. Uh-oh. Here we go. <laughs> Good morning. This is KHEA Radio, 99.5 FM. This is Kickstart. My name is Gardy, and I have some special guests here in studio as we are going to be learning about everything that is going on in the world, specifically Texas City, specifically at the Moore Memorial Public Library. Good morning. How are you guys yeah, doing? It's Good all morning. you need. Doing you great. Know. Yeah, doing very good. I, I'm glad y'all are here today. So y'all are y'all are open. First first thing, can we introduce y'all? Sure. Say y'all's names and then what y'all's roles are. Oh, um, my name is Jessica Matos. I am adult services and reference librarian at the library. So I'm in charge of adult programming. Uh, I'll be starting volunteer program. And then you'll see me all the time at the reference desk. Oh, and interlibrary loans. Mm-hmm. I do that as well. What yeah. is interlibrary loans? That, if there is a book that you are looking for that we do not have in our catalog, Mm-hmm. We can search and see if maybe another library will let us borrow it for you. Yep. Okay, cool. And it's usually, what, 90% of p- titles we get people say, do you have this? It's very high percentage we can get for people in book or audio book on CD form. So if we don't have something, we can usually get it for so, them. So also, like, you know, that's really awesome for maybe foreign language mm-hmm. and very, things very. like that. Mm-hmm. Because while we have a, a, a small collection, you know, it's not extensive. So, you know, there might be something like that that people are looking for. Yet. Yet. Oh, yes, yes. And I am Luke Alvey Henderson. I'm the library director, so that's just I get to tell other people what to do and pretend like I'm busy. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is awesome. Um, so the library is open. It was it was closed. If you were living under a rock, maybe yeah. you didn't know, but y'all were, y'all were closed for some time. But it was for renovations and some cool stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, we haven't done a renovation project since the 1980s, so it was a little overdue. And so we did not want to just do a facelift. We did a massive renovation project where we knocked down walls and put up some new walls and you know, added two private study rooms, two group meeting rooms, completely changed our shelving layout, completely replaced every stick of furniture, Added in some really wonderful surprises in there. Completely changed the layout and uh, entrance to our children's department in our lobby area. Made it a lounge area where you can have snacks. Just so many changes. So it was originally going to be a four-month project. And of all things, carpet delayed us to make it a six-month project. But we used those <laughs> extra two months to really bear down and you know make sure that some of the other small touches were much nicer they would have been a little there if we had opened it four months there would have definitely been more rough edges than had we right. with the the carpet delay we put to very good use to make sure that the opening was very successful what has been the feedback so far what are people saying super like they come yeah. in they're like uh this yeah. is it's a huge difference they really think that we've expanded yes um, because the space is open so much more, mm-hmm. um, and while we, we've we added very little lighting. Almost none. We've added a couple of lights. We changed the lighting in the lobby because that was redone, and we added a few lights here and there, but almost none. But everyone says, oh, it's so much brighter because we changed the shelving layout so you actually get natural light coming in. So it looks like it's a lot brighter, but we spent almost nothing on lighting compared to where else we spent. Yeah. But it looks like it did. And then if you drive by, one of the first things, even while we were still renovating, everyone would 
call because they think we're open because they could see the lights in the mm-hmm. children's department because there used to be a huge wall in front of there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So with that wall gone, it looks like this huge space. You can look out the yep. windows mm-hmm. and see all the uh, landscaping and stuff like that. So that's a huge um, plus as well. Everyone's been like, oh, my gosh. Cool. Yeah, you, you get a lot of the walking and then just looking all around with disbelieving eyes, which is, you know, exactly what we were going for. So we were, were really happy with the response. And, you know, people have been very thrilled that, you know, this is something that looks very modern, very new, very state of the art. And they feel very proud as Texasidians that, you know, they have that in their community. And it's exactly what we were going for. And it's exactly what the city wanted. And we were able to do it with a very reasonable budget. Um, you know, it, it it looks like, you know, people say, oh, it looks like a million bucks. It, it, it's about what it costs is a million bucks. It looks a lot better than that. Oh, yeah. It, it look, it's, it's unbelievable what they were able to do. Um, and when people see it, we were kept telling people who were upset about the two-month additional wait, which we were too. I mean, we wanted back. Um, we'd say, we are so sorry, but we promise you it'll be worth the wait. And we haven't had anyone who... Who has disagreed with that right. so far? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one thing that I noticed, and y'all, you, so y'all mentioned the lighting, but as you walk by all the bookshelves, there's that really cool little hole. I don't know what it's called, but maybe the yes. lighting is is being spread the further. Portals. The yeah. portal, yeah, <laughs> the view portals is what they uh, called them for us. And basically, you know, you have these really tall shelving units that are books on both sides. And you have a lot of them because we have over 150,000 books. Mm-hmm. So one thing you can do to open that up is just to remove two shelves on each side and you make a view portal. And some libraries are just leaving it open like that, but we added a nice little piece in that's a pop of color. It's nice Texas City orange and you can look straight through and it's just, it really opens up the space. It really feel makes it feel more light and more breathable and less claustrophobic. Um, and, you know, even though we have just so Plenty of shelves still. It feels so much more open even when you're walking through the shelves. Yeah. So so the opening, the grand opening. Yeah. It was awesome. There was like some refreshments. Yeah. I don't know. I, I saw somewhere. Was it Barefoot Bakery? It was Barefoot Bakery. Yes. My favorite bakery oh, in the universe. So good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're on 6th Street. They're on 6th Street right next to Hey Mikey's. Um, I cannot recommend them enough. Wonderful couple who owns the place who are just so wonderful to talk to. Everyone who works there is just so warm and gives you great recommendations every time. And it is just some of the highest quality bakery items I've oh, ever so had. Good. So good. So I good. actually went there this morning. Really? Yeah, I can't, I, it's been a problem. <laughs> like, they are the number one detriment to my New Year's resolutions because they're so good. And, of course, you know, we, we said while supplies last, that was yes. less than two hours because we had such a... Because Luke was there. <laughs> well, I I was nice. I didn't I got eat nothing. a single item. I don't think anyone on the staff did I don't, Yeah. Because we wanted the public to have everything. So we didn't eat anything. Um, we were we were the ones who did without, but we had over 2,000 people the first day. Yeah. Wow. Uh, for reference, a good month for us is on average about 10,000 people for a full 30-day month. So to get 2,000 in a single day, and we've had 5,000 w- total like with last week. So, you know, pretty busy now. Yes. Pretty, pretty steady. 3,000 in one week and 2,000 in one day is pretty good. That that is crazy. That's very good. So y'all were having drawings. Was there any other special events going on, like scavenger hunts or something like that? Mm-hmm. Oh, the children's department had a great scavenger hunt. How many kids were there? Uh, we had over eighty kids do the scavenger hunt, and we had a teen scavenger hunt, and we had you know a handful of 
teens do that, which it's always a small number with teens because, you know, a lot of them don't want to do something dorky like a scavenger hunt. But we had we had several kids do it and win prizes, which was really exciting for us because they were there on a day off of school. They actually came uh, yeah, and President's stuck around day. long yep. enough to do it. So we were yeah. really happy about that. And we've had a uh, really high teen use of the library since we opened. Oh, my um, gosh, yes. Because we have all these quiet little spots you can kind of hide mm-hmm. um, that you're not in direct line of sight constantly but have somewhere you can plug in. And every day after school, that's been filled. And yesterday, right before I left, around 5 o'clock, um, the whole lobby area was filled with kids waiting to get picked up, just quietly having a snack from the vending machines, plugged into power, and speaking in quiet voices in the front lobby. It was and really a lot of times- amazing. Um, I noticed before we closed, well, it was summer, so there weren't yeah. as many studying, but um, the we got a lot who are just spread out with tons of books, yes. using the space, not just for socializing and things like that, which yep. is great, um, but, you know using it for quiet spaces to study as well. Yeah, and we have, so, I mean, it's been... Yeah, we have like, a lot more square footage for them to put stuff down and to also power their devices while they do it, so it's been great. And what's really, it just really speaks to what a great job the architects did on design because we haven't had to put up any signage of this is a quiet space, use quieter voices here. People are just automatically knowing that because, you know, as they go further in the library and it just, it's a calming effect and they're being quieter on their own. We haven't had to shush people there or put up signage. It was, we designed that this in the far corner where these tables are, surrounded by some bookshelves so you can't see it till you're around the corner. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a quiet spot for people. They're all being quiet. We haven't even had to tell people. So design is amazing how it can just trick the human brain like just little know. lab rats into Uh-oh. walking you where you're supposed You've to. told them all now. It worked. It worked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was cool because there was the this part where you walk in, you know, there's the help desk where people may be talking, and then the yeah. computers, and there's a lot of computers yeah. that are there and more, more space as opposed to what it was before. Yeah. But the conference rooms were cool. That oh, was one of yeah. the neatest things where it was like, now you see me, now you don't. Yeah. So we have two group meeting rooms. And they have, you know, this really great little film on it that runs an electrical current through it with the flip of a switch. And it goes from clear to white and opaque. So we're already having classes there and they don't get disturbed while they're in class. And I've had a few meetings in there and it's really great. And even our private study rooms that don't have that glass, you can shut the door and not be heard. And we've had like, you know, every day we've had people studying it. Or we've had several different groups like United Way or um, Gulf Coast, uh, the Gulf Coast Center. So a lot of nonprofits mm-hmm. bringing a client there to talk to. We talked to while we were closed. We're like, hey, we're going to have these. And it's a nice neutral space. Yes. That they can meet with their, their various clients and things like that. Okay. And so they're already reserving uh, yeah. reserving space like CASA. Yeah, has, has talked to us as well mm-hmm. about reserving space um, and such. So that was super exciting. Yeah, and we've had some law students who reserve space for yeah. uh, just to sit and study. Mm-hmm. And because they have, um, you know, these also screens where if you wanted to uh, use connect. the connect for computer kind of thing, that you have touch screens right there in those study rooms as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're big. Yeah, big interactive screen. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. so it's great for you know doing a Skype interview, practicing a presentation, just working on a group project. We had a couple teens in there just drawing memes because it was funny. That was pretty, <laughs> cool. that was pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's it's it was really great for that. And they just have traditional whiteboards as well for when you just you know want to low tech it and just you know. This is my four-point plan. I do not want to put it on a screen. But Play hangman. Just, exactly. You know. Yeah, absolutely. You got two hours. <laughs> it's your it's your time. It's your time. Yeah. yeah. So what else do you all have going on? Like, is the programming 
uh, coming back into into the works now? Yeah, we had a Saturday program where Crocodile Encounters came out. They're from Angleton, and we had over 55 kids. I saw y'all's post about that. And then we unfortunately had to <laughs> turn away like, oh like my gosh. 20 kids. And we felt really bad about having to turn so many families away because we were not anticipating that much of a crowd or we would have had some sort of side event to you know lessen the blow. But we just have never had anywhere close to those numbers on a non-summer children's event in my 10 years there. Um, and I know, you know just from talking to my predecessor, it had been like more like probably around 15 years since our programming numbers were that high. Yeah. And we knew we'd have renewed interest with a program like that. And we knew we'd have renewed interest because we'd been closed for a while. But that was literally <laughs> more than five times that normally would go to a Saturday program for children. So we normally see our highest numbers in summer. So, yep, it caught us on guard. <laughs> we were we felt bad like, about what? having to turn so many people away. But it was, you know, in some ways a good problem to have that that it many is. people wanted to try us out. and. Our next Saturday program we're doing in March, we're going to make a ticketed affair so people have a better idea of how many spots are open. Next I, Saturday, children's program. Children's program. Children's I programming. I saw in March, <laughs> not the Saturdays we're doing. Not, yeah. not this Saturday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw the post that y'all made. It's like, hey, you know, as of right now, like we're full, you know, just letting everybody know. And someone said, well, to be fair, y'all had been saying you need to, you know, let us know that you're coming and, and get yeah. your spot. But we heard from enough people that said they just didn't understand they had to get early to to get in at all that and we heard from enough when you hear from one person maybe that person's a crank when you hear from 10 different people saying hey <laughs> yeah. we felt misled like, we, then need to, we need to work I'm, on procedures I, I you know I, I i'm not gonna say even if like another 40 people say you know no you're right if 10 out of the 40 if a quarter of people say no i i didn't know that then we messed up on messaging and so we were we that was i was the one who wrote the apology i was the one there that day mm-hmm. i was the one who screwed it up um and so we're going to fix it. So our messaging will be better in the future. So when we do another children's program like that where we have an outside presenter, it'll either be ticketed so you know you're going or not. We'll do it on multiple days so more people have a chance. We'll, we'll have a side program. We'll find other ways so that if someone shows up and they're not going there, mm-hmm. it isn't just me saying, I'm sorry, it's full. It's saying, I'm sorry, it's full. But we have story but, time over here. You know, yeah. something. something something of value will be added. So, yeah, we, we, we learned from that one because it was just – Totally unprecedented. So it's it was really, really surprising and really touching that that many people came out and came out for the uh, opening. Cool. So here's a question that just came in. And before I ask this one, somebody at the opening on President's Day, whenever y'all opened, they were asking about the shirts y'all had on, the Moore Memorial yeah. Public Library. And someone was like, hey, are those for sale? Are those for sale? And and then they were like, I don't know. I don't Luke think so. Let me, let me ask Luke. <laughs> but, you know, somebody said, hey, is there a store inside of the Moore Memorial Public Library with the renovation? It- so we have a sale cart where you can buy books, and those proceeds go to the Friends of the Library. We take the proceeds for them. And the Friends of the Library is a separate charitable organization that can take donations. It can sell things. And then they buy items for the library. And they've bought benches, they've bought shelving, they've bought children's programming materials, they've bought teen programs materials. Really great stuff. So they're a wonderful resource. Um, and we have had a few questions about shirts. So it's probably we will if we get enough questions. It's With shirts, you have to order enough of them mm-hmm. so that you know that they're going to sell. So you, because, you know, you get a, because we, what we don't want to do is, you know, double the price that we pay or triple it so that even if we only sell a fraction of them, we meet our costs. We want to keep with anything we're selling for the friends costs low enough that, you know, 
whatever we're ordering, we have a pretty good belief that it will sell. So we're going to start selling our new library totes for the friends. Um, you know, so, but, you know, we're going to set those at $2 a pop. They don't cost us, you know, they cost us a little around, a little over $1 a pop. So it's not anywhere near the profit margins mm -hmm. that we could set if we wanted to be really, you know, safe to make it. But I don't want to charge people $5 for it when we could charge $2 and still make a little profit. We do the same thing with the books we get as donations. It's either a dollar for a hardback book or 50 cents for a paperback because, frankly, we want to charge as little as we can to still make a little money for the friends, and it builds up over time. It builds up in volume, which is what we're going for because, you know, I, I want to take, as a library, almost everything is free, and if we're giving someone a value, we want it to be as close to free as possible. So mm -hmm. with the shirts, that's going to just take a little more time of us doing the math and figuring out um, what sizes are going to do best. We're going to be doing a survey in a couple of months, and if that survey gets good responses and gets good respondents, then we'll hopefully be able to do a follow-up and say, okay, now that you've just done a survey, we're about to do a short shirt survey. What sizes would you like? Yeah. Once we get a good idea of what are the most popular sizes to purchase, then we'll have a better idea of, you know, you know what a good price point is. You know, if we can sell them for $5 or $10, because I don't want to sell a $20 t-shirt. Well, it depends. If you ask the right librarian, it's like, hey, how much for the shirt? Yeah. You know, and they like <laughs> yeah. have an extra one. Like, it's like, hmm, I'll give you $20. Well, Luca, yeah. Luca so, lost uh, my shirt. And Luke <laughs> wore this one, so it yeah. adds at least double oh, yeah. the value. So it's a $45, yeah. $50 shirt. Yeah. But if it was, you know, the one you wore at the grand opening and then yeah. times how many Should, people went there? 5,000? I mean, yeah. 2,000 that day. We've had 5,000 since we I'm had like, how do you know? I got, I've got 10 yeah. of those grand opening shirts in the yeah. closet. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So we're going to have to crunch the numbers, you yeah, know, yeah, uh, do a little math. It's a good question, but we, 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 we with the, some of the stuff we've ordered for prizes, if we get enough people asking for it, we'll find a way to make it work. Yeah. Cool. Hey, can we talk about the, the U.S. citizenship? Uh, classes that y'all yes. have? Yes, we can. <laughs> Definitely. What's going on with um, that? So, on Tuesdays from 5 to 7, um, so we have a partner now. They're called Ser y Hacer. And um, they're a group, and it's all volunteers. And they are um, started about 9 or 10 years ago working in the Galveston area. Um, started ESL classes, um, so English as a Second Language classes, conversation, and then um, preparing for citizenship. And a lot of the volunteers, they went through the process themselves yes. and such. So um, with that, uh, Magdalena Alvarado uh, is the, um, the my contact person mm -hmm. and such. And she's, she's super sweet. And all of her volunteers are fantastic. Oh, absolutely. And what they do is you register with them. And you can start sort of mid-course. mid, mid -course. Absolutely. And with that, as they'll tell you some of the things that you need, like you sh shouldn't be taking the course yet if you haven't had your green card, your resident card for it's five a process. years. Okay, yeah. Kind of thing. Because you can't even apply for citizenship yet. Absolutely. Kind of thing. So they'll tell you, okay, you need this and this and, and such. And then, um, then you start the class, mm -hmm. and they even they take a field trip. I need to ask them when that is. Going to take a field trip to the uh, USCIS office, the United States Custom Immigration Service mm -hmm. um, office, and such um, to even like see where you go. Yeah. This is how you do the interview. And part of the classes they practice together, but they also pull small groups aside and they practice their yeah. interview. 
and such. And they go through the exact step by step. This is what you're going to be doing. And then now we practice. And they're super flexible. Like if you miss a class at our location, they have like four other loca- four or five other locations yeah. throughout the week that they tell their, um, their people about, um, the class members. And so you can go to a different location uh, at that time. You can go to Absolutely. their Dickinson. You can go to their Pasadena. You can go to Galveston and such and take the same class. They've had people who go every night sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. just to practice for their interview Absolutely. and such. So um, with that, they, we even had the for very first class, we had a, um, a USCIS, the, the not agent, but one of their representatives come mm-hmm. and go through uh, what they're going to be talking about and such. So every, every um, so in the fall, the same thing with the first class of the, this sort of semester, they have the person come and talk to them about the, the procedures, but it's um, pretty, what it is, is while they had a location here in Texas City, mm-hmm. they were having issues finding a good space because they found that they got more attendance in the evening, but a lot of the schools and yeah. maybe even some of the really nice churches, yep. they couldn't, you know, be open consistently during certain hours. So now that we have the meeting rooms, we were like, we have this space mm-hmm. and, yeah. and such. And um, and it's been, you know, they've been really great to, to talk to and work with. And we're so happy that we can provide that that space for them but yes to tuesdays five to seven you know give their our reference desk a call or even dms on facebook or something like that we can always uh get you information you it's more that you just have to let them know that you're coming so they can sort of prepare some materials for you and they so they can just have an idea of what what numbers they have yeah that but it's not closed for you know students new students can join if you're not sure if you're within the range, reach out to us and we'll get you in contact with them so they can, you know, clarify that. But it's just a wonderful course. and Oh, and it's also, while, it, you know, it's Seria Ser, they're our partners. And a lot of the things they do are either bilingual or some of it. Yes. If everyone who's there speaks Spanish, then they do a lot of things in Spanish and they're practicing English. But it is open for everybody. Absolutely. So they have had, they've worked with people from, uh, you know, Nigeria, no Czechoslovakia, Tur- Turkey, you know, mm-hmm. all over the all place. All over the world. It's, all wow. over the world. And, the, you know, if you're looking for, and they have extra resources for other languages, that they'll be like, oh, you need to talk to these people to get some extra, you know, materials yeah. and things like that. So John yeah. Oliver recently did an interview where he talked about how grueling and scary the citizenship process it's... was. And he is a native English speaker, mm-hmm. you know, being from England and all. It's not as good because it's English. But... <laughs> now, though, if you have your residency for over 20 years and you're a certain age, you can do your um, interview and everything in your native language. Yeah. Like there's certain requirements and so, there's uh, there's some extra things that I learned about. I was yeah. like, oh my goodness, I didn't know you could do that. It's just that makes sense. It's just a great resource, and we're just really happy to partner with them, and we're just really happy for having these rooms because, you know, we have not other nights open, and we're already going to be starting another program with uh, the uh, workforce solutions, but we have All slots right. open for groups who want to reach out to the public, but maybe. They're not getting enough attendance at the space they have because maybe it's a little off the beaten path 
or maybe people aren't looking to that organization for that because they don't know they do that. Um, we'll use our marketing apparatus. We'll use the city of Texas City's marketing apparatus. We will make sure people know it, that you do it, and you you know we're we're still looking for partners to use our space. So the the more memorial. Uh, public library is who we are speaking to today. Right now it's hey, 1027. Hey. It's KTARadio.com, 99.5 FM. It's Kickstart. My name's Gardy. And so speaking fast. of using the city of Texas City's resources, they commented from their social media and said, hey, Luke, nice sports coat. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Texas City. My wife bought it. She's so nice. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you you mentioned about the Workforce Solutions. I had them in studio the other day. Oh, they're so And they, they brought that up. And I was like, actually, I already know all about this. <laughs> I already know everything about this. Gardy, can't catch him. Don't catch Gardy sleeping. <laughs> so can you explain, if somebody doesn't know all about it, or yeah. this is their first time to hear it, um, Workforce Solutions, what do they do and how are y'all partnering together? Okay, so Workforce Solutions, some people, now they have, and I've sat down with them a, a bit and they've summarized a lot of their, um, their services. Now, with that, they are there to help people find jobs. Mm-hmm. Now, some people think of them mistakenly as the unemployment office. They yeah. are not. Yeah. Um, I think people used to get sent to them having to get some sort of documentation for the unemployment office, but um, they, you go in and you go to their, uh, not concierge. They got the little, de- there's a they desk. There's a little there's desk right there. There's a little desk right there and you explain, you know, your needs or why mm-hmm. you're there, you know, to, to, get help and then they direct you to their different resources and they have you know in the back they also do work a lot with um the disabled with veterans absolutely and and things like that they have classes every week which are working on job skills absolutely and interviewing skills uh, job seeking skills and Mm -hmm. things like that and then as well they're also compiling lists of um resources they have tons of partners like i went to a meeting uh, a couple me. weeks ago and there was a gentleman from alvin community college who was talking about their welding and um, pipe fitting program yep. cool. which you only have to be 18 years old or uh and above to sign up for this and um there's no it's the only program that has no financial requirements yeah, it's like a everywhere great else for free or something like that for scholarship, <coughs> you have to be a certain yes. income. Mm-hmm. Like this one that they have at Alvin Community College for their welding and pipe fitting, it's uh, it's the only program in the area where you uh, don't. There's not a financial requirement and stuff, and you can get certified that way. Mm-hmm. You can get higher pay at whatever job you're at, and it also goes to different companies mm-hmm. uh, as well. But, you know, that kind of thing. So they're they're partnering they with people to everybody. provide those resources and such. So um, now one of the things they did, you know, talk about is a lot of people, because they thought of them in conjunction with the unemployment office, is there sort of a stigma sometimes to mm-hmm. going there because mm-hmm. you're going to, they in their brain, it's the unemployment office or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and there's not as much with, I'm going to the library to learn about job skills. Exactly. Kind of thing. Um, so they're doing some of their uh, job skill and job search seminars. They're going to be on Thursdays starting every other Thursday starting the first week of March. And, yeah, March 5th. And um, with that, it's going to be 930 in the morning um, and such. 
and it's just going to be every Thursday. You don't have to register. You just stop in. Just show There's up. There's four different, yeah. um, like four different sessions, and they're all going to be dealing with certain things. So, like the first one's going to be like creating a targeted job plan. Then it's going to be practicing communications on uh, communicating with your interviewer and on your application, especially because, Mm -hmm. you know, with the new technologies that has changed immensely. Like if you don't use certain keywords, uh, the computer systems aren't even going to notice your application. Yeah. Algorithms kicking you out. It's ridiculous. And such. So, you know, that kind of thing. And then it continues. Let's see. Oh, I know the last one was uh, is using social media mm-hmm. and also following up with interview interviewers about your interview and things like that. So, um, if anyone's looking for that extra information, I've got definitely have flyers at our information desk. We'll also be posting. Um, we have it in our newsletter. We'll be posting on Facebook what each seminar mm-hmm. is as it comes around. Um, so be on the lookout for that. But that's what they're going to be doing, and then probably. I haven't set a date yet, but probably in April, I'll be doing a resume workshop. Yes, cool. Which will be geared toward, like, we will in there build create and build a basic resume. And then, you know, you can and, always add to such. it on time. So, time, you know, creating something, resume. you know, that, the books. that looks good. <laughs> I went to Harvard, you know, yeah. on my resume. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I, did, know, I did not go just, to Harvard. Yeah. Just on the resume. On paper. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, who who checks those? No one checks those, the references. No. And with the uh, seminar, it's a four-part seminar, but it's not necessarily one, two, three, four. If you miss one, you sh- just don't go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go in any order. Any, you can check out one. and all, I, I strongly recommend people check all of them because Workforce Solutions just has excellent training. And it's 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 very they're very practical. You know, you're not just going to be sitting there listening to a lecture where they write a few things on mm-hmm. a chalkboard just do about it. theory. <laughs> no, it's very practical. You will leave with practical skills. You are more likely to get a job if you go to this seminar. They're just very good. They have very good rates at job placement, and we really believe in them as a partner. And, and you know, so- as if, you know, these sessions as they go and we find that, oh, these are going really well and people are really mm-hmm. interested in these. You know, we'll try and get it so it's ongoing. This is Absolutely. our pilot program. We're going to see how these go and, and such. But that is our workforce solution. Awesome. Yeah. So it's cool you all do those partnerships, but you all also do stuff in-house. Like you mentioned, oh, yeah. the resume building. Yes. Do you all also do uh, any other kind of classes? I know you all have done like computer classes That's in the past. Exactly. We're back. starting those up. Friday. They're coming back? Not, not this Friday. No. Next Friday. Next Friday? <laughs> next Friday. Friday yeah. next. Sorry. So March Next the, Friday. Uh, March 6th. Everything in March, yeah. Our uh, very first computer class that's going to be all of all on Fridays. The only one we're not having one uh, good Friday when we're closed mm-hmm. and such. But uh, there's a schedule to them. And there is, if you are not skilled in, in any computer things, there is an order. Progression. Uh, a progression to this. Um, so the very first one is basic mouse. Mm-hmm. Is, um, you know, because... Many patrons who maybe don't use a computer on a daily basis have issues with just some some basic mousing skills with double clicking and what the difference between right and left click is. Yeah, how to I get to draw. menus and scroll and like uh, drag things and things like that. So you know, it's just working mm-hmm. with uh, with the mouse, and that's that's going to be our Friday, March six, and then it's going to continue on for you know basic internet and Windows and then Word. Um, Word. Uh, setting up an email mm-hmm. and such, and then talking about 
some different things that with the as the technology's progressed um and we've had this before where a patron comes in and they've uh they've forgotten their password mm-hmm. and they've lost their phone yep mm. there happens it does and that is where if there's either no extra email address or their mm-hmm. phone's gone there's no way to there's to get that if no you don't way. remember any if you remember no passwords at all it's virtually or setting up secret questions and yeah well, they don't even, the secret questions Gmail are hasn't almost even non-existent been, anymore yeah, because they're Gmail just so hasn't hackable. even been asking those oh, anymore they really? want them to tie to another you know device or account that you as an individual can log into it's just it's it's called you know two-party verification yeah. it's what all of the emails are going to and so it's something in setting up an email we do in that class because we have just seen so many heartbreaks where they come to the desk and we work as hard as we can with them for a long time, but they just can't remember any of the information they have and they don't have access to it. Or yes, they had an email, but it's they don't know the password to that one anymore. And so we work as hard as we can. Okay, let's see if we can figure out that try password. This one, try this one, and, and then there's and yeah. it doesn't work, and so they're locked out of their account. They're locked out, and there's nothing they can. They, we can get them to talk to a human being about it, but we have found that the rates of the human being being able to do anything to help them is very, very, very low. Yeah. So it's it's just it's a great class in that you go in and you don't have an email address and you come out and you do. Yeah. One thing I you all probably focus on this is the importance of picking the the name if it's like professional enough. Yes. Because, you know, like my email whenever I was 12 years old and decided to make an email I can't use anymore because it's just yeah. you know but it, I, I I switched to Gmail and it was like a yeah. Hotmail account and all that stuff but like somebody thinking like oh yeah this is cool and then on a job application and you put like I love cheeseburgers you yeah. know 30 37 well, I'm 37 yeah. you know cheeseburgers yeah. that's not that's the not most good. professional one yes that's yeah. something that may work in in, in like most fan aspects. Sonic one two three four is not really great when you're. Got to catch them all, you yeah. know. Like yeah. <laughs> Pikachu <laughs> one is the best. Yeah. I don't know. It's all kinds of stuff. So, um, what is something that people should look for in a good email name? Well, huh. well, for a professional email name, it's your your name is usually the one of the best things because you'll remember it. Yes, is a big thing. And then anyone seeing it, they'll be more likely to also remember it as yeah. well. And, and remember and, your name. And yeah. remember your name. So you yeah. may have and, to use your middle name such. for that. You may have to use a few numbers if you have a more common name. Right. I do. I'm lucky. There's not a whole lot of Luke Alvey Hendersons yes. out there. <laughs> so that makes it easy for me. I got my Fortunate. Own. Yes. Yeah, my wife's name is Jennifer Garcia. Oh, so, yeah. Pretty good. <laughs> so she's she's like, going to need some argumentation there. She's yeah. going to need some argumentation. Throw some numbers in and yeah. stuff. So that, that's awesome. Um, so these classes, they're coming up. They're starting next Friday. Yeah, registering right now. So Oh, yeah. So regist- call, those do require by. registration. Each class, you have to register by the Wednesday before that class. So you can register right now for that class up till Wednesday, Wednesday of the, the next week. And Yeah, and so it's it's a good class. I, I, I've been doing those classes for 10 years. This will be my first time. I won't be teaching them this time unless someone gets sick, and then I will, um, which happens almost at least once every semester, and I love doing them. But I can tell you, for the 10 years I've been doing it, if people go to these classes and start with literally zero computer skills, and they go to all the classes and they practice, which we stress there that you know we have computers to practice with, and we have reference professionals to help them practice, 
they will learn basic computer skills and be able to do the basics of job searches and do the be able to do the basics of information searches and do the basics of hey I have to fill out this information mm -hmm. for you know my insurance and what do you mean I have to have an email doesn't matter now you do you have an email you may only use it for registering for things but now you have it so it really does work and so we're really proud of the classes because you know, if people show up and if people practice a little bit every week, you know, they'll go from I can't do this to oh, okay, I can do this. I don't oh, like it very much. But I remember it's fun. how to save a file and find yeah. that folder and things like that. Mm -hmm. All right. So let let's start with uh programming with the little ones and then we'll work our way up. Okay. Babies to uh, up. So we are, our children's story times are back. We had them this week, Tuesday and Wednesday. And our children's story right times are toddlerific story time for ages 1 to 3 every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and preschool story time every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Right and that's now, for happening. ages to 3 to 5. <laughs> and so we have 3 to 5 and 1 to 3. So if you have a 3-year-old and I'm like, well, which one I should go to? Go to both and figure out which your 3-year-old likes best mm -hmm. or go to both every week. We don't care. Um, it's just some 3-year-olds, you know, tend to like the toddlerific better. Some 3-year-olds like the preschool. A lot of them start in one for a month and then go to the next one. Um, we love it. Um, and it's a story. It's songs. It's, you know, a lot of movement. It builds sensory motor skills. Mm -hmm. And Carol, our children's librarian, is really focused on pre-literacy. Pre-literacy being all the skills you learn so that you can learn how to read over time. And so her story times are very geared towards that. And, you know, it, it's just such a wonderful resource. I can't tell you how many parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, the people who are bringing these little kiddos to them have said, you know, I didn't think there was something much to telling a story, but I've actually learned how to read to these kids by going to these things, and it's really helped. She loves books now. You know, she won't she won't stop crawling and give me a book to read, and it mm -hmm. really is, you know, one of the things we are absolutely proudest about is our story times because it really is right there a way to build a love of reading literally in an infant. And a lot of people who don't have infants or haven't read to infants don't know that you can do that, but you literally can build loves of reading you know, years before they will ever be reading. And yes. when you build those building blocks, it makes it so much easier for them later on. How has the children's department changed with the new renovations? Drastically. Ooh, it has changed a lot. We have these great um, portal cubby holes, cubby yeah. holes that, that have gotten tremendous use. So much use. Um, both inside and outside of children's. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like we've had teens in those. Just chilling with their things, laptops. Just yeah. It's so um, cool. And such. And so, you know, they can... Uh, curl up with a book inside the cubby hole and also see outside and there's uh, the circular ones that everyone sees and some people don't necessarily see the the square ones that are further in the department little, yeah, so we have those that are nice. um, some fantastic uh, seating in the in the back that sometimes people miss as well it's the, yeah. the where you can pull it out and you can hmm. sort of stretch out on yep. it like a parent and a child can sit and read uh -huh. and um, or it can be just like a regular seat and yep. um the we have this little it looks kind of like an amphitheater mm -hmm. with yes. little cushions and stuff yep. where we you know we plan on doing some little story time we've things there story times and and, stuff there, yeah. um, and stuff and we've had a lot of people parents and kids just sit on those little steps yeah, and such um, oh these are these little tables the circular tables where the kids can sit and color and draw on those and then take the like just tear the paper There's off just and a take it table sized round sheet of paper like a like that you can just rip off the next one and so they're just getting the fun of drawing all over a table yeah and take it home with them. <laughs> oh, it has been cool. insanely popular and it's i i love that furniture 
um, it was funny when we went to the showcase to look at all different furniture they showed us and said we always show people this but most people say no because they don't want to be responsible for replenishing the paper and I said no we want to yeah because I know my kid I know the kids at my library they love all the coloring sheets we put out anything we put out runs out we're constantly having to reprint or recut and I was like this is fantastic and they have they have just loved it and so it was you know it was well worth having to be responsible for replenishing some paper. Is there charging stations in the children's area too? Not in the children's. I didn't think so. I was like, it doesn't seem like there would be a use for it. Well, you know, there are some kids who have their own personal devices, but those tend to be the older kids, you know, 10 and up. And ages 10 and up can be anywhere they want in the library. Mm -hmm. As long as there's a, you know, parent present, it's fine. They just have to, you know, they can use one of the charging stations that is very visible in the lounge right next to children's or right next to the info desk they're fine so it's 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 perfectly acceptable most of the kids in our our space who use children's were not using personal devices it was relatively rare if they were they were using a personal device alongside one of their parents who was using a computer and so the computer they, they have a place they can plug in now right next to those so yeah yeah we, we opted away from that because significantly increases the cost for the public to add power to an area for that and you know it also takes up some space and we'd rather put an extra chair put some more books and some charging stations in there yeah if all the other charging stations were taken then people would just be like trying to hang out in the kids area and it's that like, was also a concern for the kids that was also a concern you yes. can leave out there you yeah. know you and then also i'm thinking of, of sometimes i'm guilty it's like oh my phone is dead I'm going to be on my phone and charge it. I'm looking at it, and then my kid is right there. Yeah. And it's like, well, I should be watching my kid. But if I'm at home, it's different. But if I'm, like, in a public place, yeah. and it's like, well, you shouldn't just be sitting there yeah. plugging on your, your phone. phone. Yeah. Watch your child. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm parenting, right? <laughs> so, okay, let's let's move up a little bit. You know who does have uh, a lot of devices? The teenagers. The teens. Oh, they gosh, do. yes. Yes. Yeah, so what kind of programming do we have uh, going on for them? All right. So teen programs are starting up March. So the first Friday in March. We've got the Anime and Manga Club um, coming up. And so a lot of the teen programs, so on Fridays is when they're going to be, it's going to be 4.30 to 6.30, or 4.30 to 5.30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we closed at 6. <laughs> um, 4.30 to 5.30. Hey, if the party's rocking, don't want to stop it. Let's <laughs> keep this thing going all night. <laughs> and so they're going to be um, doing Anime and Manga Club. And just so you know, for teens, it's ages 12 to 18. We let 12-year-olds be teens. We, yeah. We figure it's, such, it's hard so. enough being 12. <laughs> yeah. Let we like go. sort of at that in-between age. And like, we do I go? And we find that most of the people who go to our teen programs tend to be in the range between 12 to 15. Mm-hmm. So it's a younger skewing group anyway. So it's, it's worked out real well. I was the teen librarian for six years, so I'm so glad these programs are coming back. I actually started both these clubs, the Anime Club and the um, Board Games Fridays, which is the second Friday of every month. And it's just been a great way to meet some of the best teens in the world. I love our Texas City teens. They're so cool and weird and funny and funky. And so we're so glad to have them back. We've seen so many of them just using the space since we came back. So we're really happy to start programming again so they can have something fun to do. Cool. Very cool. And then the, so yeah, the second, the second Friday of March, that March 13th, that's the board games. Board games you've never played before. Mm-hmm. Um, tons of cool stuff. And Megan is always looking for like some of the new upcoming yeah. trendy, trendy board games for that age group mm-hmm. um, and, and such. It's and really weird to think about. There's new games, like board games constantly. being created yeah, right now. All the time. It's like, the new, and there's just, it's amazing 
for the apparently it's been a kind of a 15 year trend mm-hmm. but mo- a lot of national tension hasn't really happened except for the more like the last 10 years and even more so in the last five years where there's all these adult board game groups but board games have gotten really creative and colorful and sophisticated and fun because it's not just like oh i can play risk as a strategy game there's just some really creative ones and so you know, we're really excited about that because we've got a lot of really good ones and the teens have a lot of fun with them. And, you know, they also just use it as a space to do their own gaming. Like, and then you know, like, we're going to play Uno. Yeah. Or, we'll bring some, <laughs> or they'll bring some magic cards. And so it's a great it's a really great social environment because uh, the library is a very safe space for teens. Um, we have worked really, really hard so that if there's any attempt at bullying or derision, then it's just immediately 86 and, you know, it's a very welcoming place for our teens to just get and hang out. Um, so we love our teen programming. And, you know, we also have Dungeons and Dragons. This that, is the third Friday. Which is the third Friday of every month. And that has just been super popular as just well. Just a character creation. Mm-hmm. And then you have to figure out, you know, your stats. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there's a whole bunch of here's critical a, thinking. Here's a comment. This is from Liz Peters. She's with Code Ninjas. Have you all heard of Code Ninjas before? I love Code Ninjas. They're a really cool program. Yeah, Hi, Liz Peters. <laughs> Liz said, hey, Code, Code Ninjas is reaching out to all the libraries for some cool uh, so free demos. Yeah. And if y'all are interested in that, she could be in Liz, touch. I got your email a couple of me- months ago if it was you who sent it. And I'm sorry we didn't respond back. We're in the they middle, were closed. We were in the middle <laughs> of a renovation. We were right bearing down for renovations. Yeah. But yes, please reach out to us again because we've done some coding in the past and we really love it. And the teens have really responded to it. So we'd love it to try it again. Because it's been a while since we offered that. So that sounds fantastic. So definitely shoot me an email or a phone call. Um, we'll get you in touch with uh, our teen librarian. Cause, and we'll definitely uh, set something up coming up soon. Because we have some spots in April for Fridays that, you know, we could yeah. do something or May. What's, what's your email? My email is L-A-L-V as in Victor E-Y-L-L-V at Texas-City-Texas. No, I'm sorry. Wait a second. That's the old one. <laughs> Oh I'm no! So sorry. At TexasCityTX.gov, <laughs> you can find my email and my phone number on the library website. Um, but you can also you can also DM on Facebook. You can DM DM on Facebook. I'm on, and we make sure we will get it. Yeah, and such. You can call the library's main line, or you can call my direct line, which is four zero nine. 6435970 and I of course will respond back to you by a message on Facebook as well because you'll be right there in the comments and I can easily do that on our Facebook page That's that makes it easy. Facebook yeah. makes everything easy. <laughs> We're really really active. If you you be warned, if you reach out to us on Facebook in any format, we will message you and let you know we got it because we really want people to feel heard. All right. So, uh going back to the the teens and the board mm-hmm. games, we we touched on board games you've never played before, so those are going to be new ones, new things introduced. Really awesome. There's just some really, really insanely wacky games that are just so stupid fun that you don't realize how they're making you think. Yeah. And they're really waking up elements of your brain that are creative and strategic thinking. There's some really great cooperative games where if everyone doesn't win, nobody wins. Ah. That forces them to think strategically together. There's some great games, and it's always just so loud and boisterous and fun and good natured it just in the library luke we have closed doors okay the doors close and everybody's allowed so it's loud in there and you know i tell you it's every time we have a board game friday i miss being a teen library because those kids are just the greatest they're so much fun yeah you'd be like keep it down or make me the teen librarian again (laughs) it's your choice Mm -hmm. i'm the director that's the best that's right (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then did we touch on the last one i think there's another date with another game uh, march 20th 
March, yeah, that's uh, every third Friday we have Dungeons and Dragons, which we touched on briefly. Mm-hmm. And if you've never played Dungeons and Dragons, but you've been watching the Stranger Things and say, yeah, that actually looks kind of like some good nerdy fun. It is <laughs> great nerdy fun. It is super easy to jump in. Megan is really good at getting people jumped in, which is our teen librarian, but also the people who are our regulars are really welcome and inviting for new players. It's a great way to meet new geeks and have fun. Um, I'm not going to try to sell that Dungeons and Dragons is not for geeks. I think the last 40 years of reality has just said, let's just own it, you know, but geeks and nerds are our people at the library. So we hope, you know, you'll check it out. It's, it's, it's really awesome. Besides, you know, the most popular properties in the world that are geek properties. So, you know, we finally took over, you know, Hollywood. So it do, I don't think it's as uh, scary anymore to, you know. Yeah, and then they're creating everything. Like yeah. with, with Code Ninjas, like they're creating everything, yeah. everything that we use. So yeah, you have you to be it, smart. You think it was a jock who invented TikTok teens? No. No, sir. It was another geek. <laughs> it's probably someone from Code Ninjas. Yeah. They're working on the next, the next uh, whatever's going to take over next. It'll be Flip flop, like flirp. TikTok, but better. Yeah. <laughs> we don't right. need 10 seconds. These are one second videos. <laughs> one second. I love it. That would be that would yeah. be something. So, okay, we talked about team programming. Uh, and then there's we talked about a bunch of adult programming. But there's something that I think y'all have done before. It's it's called Birding 101. Birding 101. Yes. Um, love it. I think a year or so ago we yeah. had we had a birding class. It was a different it different was a different group. group. Um this coming up Saturday, eleven AM. Um the Saturday the 29th, we have one of the area master naturalists, uh Stinny Maters coming in and uh she's gonna be talking all about the birds of Texas City, mm-hmm. like what birds to expect, um, how and where are good places yeah. to bird. Um and then, like, different resources on how to identify the different birds. And we've got quite a few patrons who take some amazing photographs. Absolutely. And this kind of resource to be like, where can I go to to catch these, yeah, catch these birds? Yeah, I want to go see these and birds. Such. Um, they're, uh, you know, so we can have a lot of interest. And yeah. then, of course, with the, the master naturalists, you know, they're just doing an amazing job in the area. They're just the, so um, They so come fun. every Tuesday, clean up the Texas prairie, mm-hmm. which I didn't know existed. Oh, yes. And then I yes. did. Um, they're, one of their big programs this year is cleaning up microfilaments in the bay. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you, they're super active with, all the environmental and nature things. They're even working with the Galveston Tourists uh, yeah. Agency, like uh, with the nature spots and such. Mm-hmm. So um, we're super happy to have one of their representatives come in and talk to us about you yeah. know, birds and things like that. The, um, you know, and sometime in the future, you know, I'm thinking of, we also, you know, uh, looking at, you know, master gardeners as well, but like creating yeah. butterfly habitats. Yes. In, in, in things, but just, you know, building up the, uh, the environment and enjoying nature and the outdoors. And so it's not just educational. It's also good yeah. for your health mm-hmm. and, Absolutely. and such. And so it's for all adults mm-hmm. and any ages and such, um, this Saturday, 11 a.m. And it's a great time for it because if you're like me and you haven't really jumped too great on your, uh, keeping active New Year's resolution, <laughs> Birding is a really low-impact way for people of all ages, all abilities. You know, dis, you know, it's not it's disability-friendly birding. It's a way to be out in nature. 
And even if you're not raising your heart rate, at least you're keeping active. So it's a great way to get started being more active and adding activity to your daily lifestyle. Getting and it's fun. And it's also great for mindfulness. It's really excellent for mental health because the aspect of burning is, you know, you're looking at everything, but you're also focusing and, you know, but it's a very open focus. Mm -hmm. You're not just looking at your phone for who tweeted you last. You're listening and looking for what birds are tweeting. And you have to be still. And you have to be still and in the moment. And... It is very zen. It is practically free because you do not need very expensive equipment for birding. You know, it's and it's and it's literally wherever you are. I mean, you don't have to go far to find an area where you're going to be finding birds congregating once you know what to look for. So it's 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 a really egalitarian and open hobby, which I love about birding. It's not one of those things that you get started like model trains and then just realize this is a $10,000 a month hobby. <laughs> yeah. So my dad, he posted to his social media yesterday an experience he had with the bird. It was a hawk. <laughs> yeah. It was a hawk in the front yard of the house uh, of, of the house there. Yeah. And it was, it was having some looked like lunch yeah he found something you know nature happening and then he was looking at the cat there was like a cat that's kind of stray <laughs> oh, and yeah. going after he's like cat get out of here but it was really cool because yeah. that's not something you see every day right i used to have a cat that would kill hawks really it was, it was a very small cat it was uh you know very small but it was just very very aggressive so it would, it would pretend to be lunch, and then the hawk would be. It was very proud of Didn't it. Didn't I see wow. picture, pictures of the owl in the library? We It was not inside the library. It was right outside the library. We had a beautiful owl that just decided to make us uh, home one morning, just you know, got kind of a little spooked and just stayed in one of our little alcoves for a few hours, and so we got some wonderful pictures of it. So that was a nice birding encounter. But All right, so this Saturday. This Saturday, this Saturday. 11 a.m. 11 o'clock, you can show up and, and have that, that mm -hmm. experience and learn what to look for and, and maybe learn a new hobby, get outdoors, oh, yeah. have some fun. So there's one thing I think we have left to talk about. Jessica, this is something that you have have been uh, been putting together, right? Yes. So we are actively seeking um, people interested in volunteering at the library. So uh, this could be just because you want to get out and mm -hmm. do things or maybe you need... Uh, I need things for my resume mm -hmm. or, or things like that. But so we're, we're seeking adults, you know, um, he maybe helping, you know, various interests. So mm -hmm. we're going to see what are you interested in, what kind of things have you already done, and let's see what kind of tasks we have. So we're looking, you know, we may have people who are able to be an archival aide. So maybe yes. helping with scanning and the in the archives or transcription, mm -hmm. you know, of our oral uh, histories, of oral mm -hmm. histories mm -hmm. you know, uh, helping set up a display or, or yeah. things like that. Um, special programs assistant, you know, yep. maybe someone who will help greet, greet patrons as they come in or help us with taking pictures or getting photo releases in both, and, yeah. um, or helping set up or decorate mm -hmm. whole, whole bunches of things there. Yeah. A lot of creative um, avenues and, and such. And then, you know, maybe, uh, shelf reading, which yeah. is helping us keep books in order. Yeah. yeah. So we <laughs> have such. just some very library brass tack stuff like shelf reading. But as the program builds, you know, we'll have archive specialists, program specialists. Hopefully wanna... library ambassadors, mm -hmm. people who can help, you know, do help with some outreach or social media ambassadors. Yeah. who will help with the social media. Outreach um, both physical and electrical. Help with our uh, little free library. So a whole bunch of different. <coughs> oh, sorry. Oh, but the big thing, you know, we're trying to get together is finding uh, interested adults who are interested in um, 
using that time maybe to tutor. Yeah, we're hoping to do it. We're hoping to do some uh, tutoring starting with the some of the elementary grades and getting uh, available tutors for math and reading. Mm-hmm. And then being able to sign up students um, who, you know, just need some consistent help with a consistent volunteer who can, you know, get them ready to meet meet expectations or whatever it is they really need to um, to succeed in their their scholastic venues and stuff like that. But so definitely, you know, tutoring, ambassadors, archival aids, so lots of tasks. Um, mm-hmm. And we're just starting. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sounds fun. So right. yeah, Four. give us a call. I'm, I'm compiling a list of interested people so that I can blast out, oh, here are the applications mm-hmm. and, and things like that. But everyone will be doing, you know, just in case they need to know, we'll be doing a background check yes. mm-hmm. and such, you know, because they will be, not everyone will be working with the public or is interested in working with the public, which is fine either way um but you know we do want to make sure we're we've created a safe space even Absolutely. even with our with and for our volunteers yes. and for our for our patrons and stuff yeah so that way our volunteers who are volunteering know that everyone they're volunteering with has had a background check anyone who's working with the public knows that and you know we just want people to know that while we're having volunteers we will still have the strictest privacy and confidentiality you know uh policies that you possibly can because we very much care about that as a public library so our volunteers will not be able to you know access the back end of the catalog and mm-hmm. look up people and see what they're checked out or anything like that oh and we're going to train as and, well so we so, had someone ask that i don't know how to do this i'm yeah. like we will we will train exactly. interested we volunteers. Do training, so, you know we'll we're, we're as long as we have enough time for jessica and other staff supporting her to do it we're hoping to be able to take on anyone who's interested and then if we have the problem of too many volunteers, then be we'll like, announce it and let people know there's a wait list. Like, okay. but we, that'd be know, a good issue. Yeah, yeah that'd be a great Fantastic problem to issue. have. But we've, we've had so many people ask for it in the past, but not a whole lot of libraries can offer this service because it takes a whole lot of time preparing for it on the library's part and in training so that you can set up a program that starts to sort of run itself with the exception of some logistics of just you know knowing when people are coming and going. That takes a lot of front-end work. Mm-hmm. And we just frankly have not had the time in previous years to do it, but we took the time because hey, new library, you know, new programs. All right, so right now it's eleven o'clock. Oh whoa, Holy cow. it's KGA Radio, ninety nine point five FM. Hey, thank you guys for hanging out today. Thank you. Yeah, had a good day, huh? Oh That's yeah, fantastic. Y'all are just getting the day started. Oh yeah, we got a lot to do. I today <laughs> is day two. I haven't worked out in years and years and years. And it's your second day of working. It's my out? second day swimming at the Lowry Center. They have a great. Yeah, so awesome. I'm like, if I can keep this up, yeah. we'll find out next month. <laughs> yes. All right. It's KTA Radio, 99.5 FM. All right, Facebook. Hey, y'all be good. Be blessed. Have a good day. Bye-bye.